Hi. This podcast is brought to you by the wonderful people at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. They give a couple of bucks a month and get access to cool stuff like episodes early, access to the Slack channel, and get to vote on, you know, what games that Cole and Gary are going to cover on various shows. It's a really neat place. They're really cool people, and you should go check it out. Once again, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Okay, guys, thanks for joining me. Uh, for this market research, Omega Red, what do you think of the Irish rock band U2? U2 are all right. Okay, man, a few words, I get it. Um, thanks, that's all right. Heather Hudson, what do you think of the hip new mixtapes coming out of New York City? The tracks are still fresh. That's true, they haven't lost their touch. The tracks are fresh. Here's your dollar for participating in our survey. It's our buck, all right. Yep, you get to keep it. It's your dollar. And finally, Wolverine, what do you think about the reports that Stevie Nicks has gone and taken a big hot piss all over Dewey Belfa's grave? I don't care about which spirit ladies do what to which Cajuns. I'm here to stop a wedding. You'll stop it over my goddamn body. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about the X-Men and various forms of media. Today, it's the X-Men Animated Series Season 2. We're covering three episodes today, episodes 4, 5, and 6. How are you today, Gary? I'm all right. Excellent. I'm all right. A little hydration. That's all I need. Got a little, got a little h 2 uh. Yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, sucking down water like it's going out of fashion. <laughs> like it's your job uh-huh. and business is good? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the water drinking business, and business is a booming. That's from the TBS version of Inglorious Bastards. They couldn't actually say it's about killing Nazis. They had to censor it. You know, I don't know why, but uh, this is always stuck in my head. There's a TBS version of one of the Die Hard movies, and it's mm-hmm. I think it's the second one where he pops out of like a sewer that's on a runway, which, by the way, runways don't have sewers. Um, but he pops out, and he he's supposed to look at the thing and say, yippee ki motherfucker. And instead he says, yippee ki Mr. Falcon. And <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's a big collection of those somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love those, because there's the very famous, the uh, Big Lebowski, like, do you know what happens when you find a stranger in the alps uh <laughs> as opposed to when you fuck a stranger in the ass because like find a stranger in the alps just like <laughs> what like it's a, one it's a good question like I, I don't know what happens when i find a stranger in the alps uh two it's nothing anyone's ever said before so it, it ends up uh it, it is a really bad censorship i feel thing. like that's the that's a sequel movie of like you know things to do with strangers in the alps it's like the sequel to things to do in denver when you're dead no <laughs> sure what, yeah, what happens afterwards yeah. <laughs> um Anyway, you can hey, tell we've been recording for a little while. <laughs> we are uh, we're talking to uh, talking about miscellaneous this uh, this this time. We're talking about three non macro plot episodes. These are just kind of checking in on various corners of the X universe. Sure, uh, you know, but and this this is a uh, wildly wildly uneven. I I had a lot of fun with these episodes. I don't think there's anything that's boring in these. Like they're they're kind of rough, but they're not boring. I found a um, lot of Repo Man pretty boring, but uh, like stuff in anytime Wolverine's in Canada, like I'm kind of bored with it. And like I've never been an Alpha Flight fan outside of Puck, so like I found sure. that one kind of like internable to watch. Canada is like the savage land of the United States. That's the third time we've said that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and of course, we got all of your Savage Land favorites for when it's actually time to go to sleep. Oh, sure. Um, so we're, we're going to get started here with that XM204 Red Dawn. Uh, <laughs> Red Dawn. Original air date, November 13th, 1993. Omega Red, the ultimate living weapon, is resurrected by three corrupt generals who want to reclaim and rule the crumbling old Soviet Empire. Uh, Colossus approaches the X-Men for help to save his country from these forces of tyranny. With the help of Darkstar and Colossus, the X-Men must defeat the seemingly unbeatable Omega Red and restore peace to Russia. This episode came out on my birthday. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I turned 13 the day that this episode came out. If you're just trying to get for any, anybody trying to track Jeremy's puberty out there, this will yeah, probably be right around. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to pube tracker seven for the update. Current number total of pubes. One and a half. I had you down at 70, but they're all in the same like square inch. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. The, the, do you think that like the way that, and there's no, there's no, do you think this is one unquestionably true, but watching this episode, maybe think about this. Uh, how much damage does pop culture do to American kids as far as their conceptions of other countries, not just specifically like, uh, in negative kind of portrayals of them, but even just in kind of general, like this is, yeah, breaking down everything that happened with the former USSR and Russia and everything into just the old empire that made a, <laughs> ice like a death monster and then three generals decide to kill the you know to expand the empire like this this is very much uh a terrible terrible treatment of this thing that where like real people died and especially like, this with, is this uh, is a bad Colossus treatment around being like my country is now you know he does the thing of like just after we got freedom yeah just like, after we got like, democracy like he doesn't yeah oof, man. Oh, like like man or do we do a terrible job of educating people and do we do a great job of miseducating them through pop culture like the 80s like the whole like 80s russia thing but this is this is you know this is looking back to that our 80s kind of russian scare stuff where they're the bad guys on all the the james bond movies and stuff but the this is uh is past that you know we should i don't know i'm just i'm glad i feel like eventually we will stop doing things like this you know it's hard to feel like that right now when when things look very dark but i really like the idea of pop culture maybe not treating every other culture as a mono, you know, uh, a mono monolithic joke. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I saw somebody tweeting today of like, you know, Muslims are truck drivers. Muslims are, you know, can be single dads. Muslims are this, like, stop, just write us in different ways, please. Like yeah. just begging people, like, please give us like actual human treatments and not just like these weird caricatures that you've invented for yourselves for the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And Russians were that before Muslims. So, you know, Yay, America, I guess. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so this starts off uh, with a Savage Land check-in, which uh, which we, we are never that into. Um, but, no. you know, we're in the Savage Lands. And to, to recap, you know, for everyone else. Um, oh, we, we, we forgot to do our previously on segment. By oh, way. sure. We, we need Let, to do let's, that. Uh, yeah, yeah let's, 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 uh, let's previously on. Let's do it. Previously on X-Men. Um, I don't remember anything that's happened in the show until right now. <laughs> <laughs> previously on. <laughs> I have no memories of this. Um, the first, um, the first three episodes are uh, Cyclops trying to get married and failing because of Mister Sinister, and um, and then we had. Um, that's pretty much about it. the Shadow King, like a, a non, you know, yeah, I digress into yeah. Storm's uh, godson. There you go. Uh, which was which was very bland. So uh, the current situation as of right now is uh, Magneto and um, Xavier are trapped in Antarctica in this place called the Savage Land. The rest of the team is on the hunt for him, but they don't really know. They can't get a, can't get a, a bead on him. 
And um, that's really about it at this point. Like they're kind of out do X-Men are kind of out doing stuff. And then we start this episode right into the Savage Land. And throughout this season, we're going to see this kind of format of Savage Land either being like a quick little check in a couple of minutes, either at the beginning or the ending of the episode, just to kind of move some Savage Land plot along and universally boring. Like I haven't seen an interesting Savage Land storyline yet. So no, Savage Land sucks. Um, So this is this is Xavier and and, uh, Magneto walking around without powers. Uh, And boy, does this sound like it'd be great? Like, I want to see Xavier and Magneto fight a bunch of dinosaurs, but, like, I don't know how it gets quite this boring. Um, they're kind of walking around, uh, just kind of talking about their relationship. Like, Magneto's like, you should have killed me, Charles. And he's like, I do not, you know, it would be infinitely easier to have killed me. Um, and and I like that line delivery because it just, like, that gives you, even without his power, Magneto is such a conceited son of a bitch. Like, your life would yeah. be infinitely easier? Really? Yeah. I am the one thing that you, uh, that holds you back. And then uh, Xavier's got the baller line where he says something like, uh, you know, I don't want an easy life. I want a just one, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. It's pretty good. But then a T-Rex pops out of nowhere and they get this real stupid plan to take care of it, which involves like making it tired, running around a geyser and then throwing rocks at it until it puts its face above the geyser, which like just happens to go off then. So it it's, gets steam in the T-Rex's face. Like in no world should Professor Xavier and Magneto fighting a T-Rex be this boring. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if this was it's if this incredible. was so bad, though, why would uh, Ueda rip it off for Shadow of the Colossus? Because this is exactly Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> number nine. <laughs> this is a Shadow of the Colossus like boss fight for sure. Uh, get a tire until it's it's willing to lean over a environmental hazard. Well, there, it's specifically a geyser, right? Like that dude exists. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's the geyser Colossus. Mm-hmm. Dumbest Colossus. So that, that you know. Yeah, and then and then the the T Rex runs away or falls down or something, and that's really that's us for the Savage Land because uh, we have important things to do in Russia, sure over here. Um, and this is kind of like, boy, a bunch of tanks show up to Russia. Um, it's kind of just showing like political unrest in a, again a very broad strokes kind of way. Uh, Specifically and we, we, showing Russia is already kind of burnt out and bombed, which is like. I mean, come on, there, dudes. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a Russian war in the eighties. I don't think like there was like civil unrest and the and then the wall went down. But again, it wouldn't be in nineteen ninety three. I don't think like somebody. I mean, I could be wrong about that. Um, but again, I can blame my education system though because we didn't learn shit about anyone uh, yeah. when I was in school. Um, but uh, I don't remember there being like a literal like land war that would make Russia this kind of like wintry hellscape. Um, and uh, we, we introduce these like group of three generals who are unthawing uh, Omega Red. This is our first uh, introduction. They're talking about like how he's going to bring the um, you know get control of the empire mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. And not everybody's on on board with it. Um, Dark Star is also there, and she is on to you know she wants to be a champion of the people and just wants to, like gain power or something. But they they are going to you know do it in an evil way. Yeah. Uh, or just, just, are they on the side of right and then no they're on the side of right and then Omega Red turns against them. Well they're they're trying to uh they want to restore like old Soviet Russia which is never actually said throughout this. I think Russia is said a couple of times but like the word Soviet's never mentioned but they want to restore sure. Russia. They let Omega Red go and he's like, "Oh no, 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 no. We don't need countries at all. Like you just need me. We don't need anybody." Yeah. <laughs> I am I'm, I'm a country. Yeah. Um Omega Red is. Uh, do, do you have like a bunch of background with Omega Red before this? Do you know? Do you know the not, not really. No, I, I vaguely remember from the comics, but like it's it's one of those things of like you definitely recognize him because he's so iconic. But I don't really remember mm-hmm. any of his backstory besides like what we see in the show, which is like, hey, he fought Weapon X one time. He's, the the show is actually pretty accurate to like mm-hmm. what he is. Like this is the you know the evil Russian version of Captain America. 
yep. uh, kind of. And he, uh, so he's he's a real weird looking dude. He's real pale. He's got blonde hair, uh, which like I don't know, like weirded out by people with blonde hair sometimes. And then his uh, <laughs> this... hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, moving on. I just gotta gonna gonna delve into that real quick. <laughs> hold on, I'm just know, I... I'm gonna drop a marker. And uh, yeah, it's okay, like, we're back. Like, that was an hour and a half on Gary. We're gonna cut that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just, I just think it looks weird, um, especially like very pale people with uh, with blonde hair. Um, and then he's got these little tentacles that come out of his palms, like are out of his like Spider Man wrist slots. Uh, uh, and then that's him. And he's he's got two. He's got one on each arm. Yeah, uh, that's him. That'll be important later. Um, <laughs> so limited. Why not give him three or four tentacles? Or, or, what was, what yeah. was the limitation? Did they run out of tentacle material? Uh, and his, his power is that he, uh, so he's strong. He's you know strong and invulnerable and all those things. And then he, uh, his powers can suck life energy, and he has an aura around him that make people sick and, and die. Uh, makes people sick and die. So that's that's Omega Red. Dark Star is just kind of uh, also. I think she can fly and is strong and is a Russian superhero. And that's more or less Dark Star. Yeah. So um, we go back to, uh, to Jubilee, who is doing a cool, like riding a hover skateboard out of the mansion. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have it here is just doing teach shit, but she's literally riding a hoverboard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she, I thought it was an actual skateboard. I don't maybe um maybe it was just an animation that looked weird. I don't know. I, I just look like a normal skateboard to me. If, if it's a if it's a regular skateboard, it's got a lot of like tech lines on it and stuff. <laughs> Like it's, it's like a high tech super skateboard and she's going down to the convenience store, uh, which is called Daryl and Daryl, um, in order to, uh, to, you know, to buy snacks or whatever. Uh, and, uh, unfortunately, uh, the friends of humanity show up. Yeah. And they're hassling the uh, store owner who is, you know, dark skinned and wearing a turban, which like, come on guys. Like really? Yeah. (laughs) Again. Um, But the friends of humanity are like, you know, it's basically like, you know, I don't, Real quick, and just just to throw this in there. So in my head, I just you know ran a I ran a simulation on the you know, so the person who doesn't want. I was just going to say like it's so good that we don't have this where every convenience store has to be like a guy in a turban, right? Uh, somebody who's like, oh, that's just like PC censorship. What is gained by having this this stereotype? Like people who are against progress, like more progressive kind of treatments of things like this. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're really losing something by losing this this stereotype? Is it somehow additive that? the guy who runs the convenience store is, has a turban or like a taxi driver, like, you know, a guy who rides a taxi has a turban or something. Like, what do you get out of that? Why is it a problem? You know, I just, I no understand. I don't understand the conservative mind at all. Uh, you know, I, I try, Same Same. like it is, it's, <laughs> I, I try so hard, but like, what, <laughs> what could you possibly be losing to lose that? It's not a good joke or anything. They're not even making a joke. It just happens to be, it's like a background detail. That was a choice that adds nothing to the scene and just enforces a stereotype. Do you think this was like a network note or something? Like, do you think they just had like generic person? Because it's not like in, in, in the past when we've seen like crowds of people running away, like most of the crowd are just white people. Like they very, very rarely bother with any kind of racial diversity, but like very specifically like the stereotype of the, like this is like a poo from the Simpsons, right? Like it's, it's that thing, mm-hmm. but like, why, what's the joke? <laughs> There's no, you're not being funny. Know. You're just making a reference. Yeah, I, I've had uh, every Seven Eleven I've been to, like most of the convenience stores I've been to, that you have just as good a chance of having like a real dirtbag white dude Absolutely. behind behind the counter. Like, there's there's a there's a there's a very nice guy, but there's a guy at the convenience store I go to all the time that like, <laughs> it, like like smells like like the the inside of a dick, 
and okay. has a lazy eye and is just like like the most like dirtbaggest dude like very nice guy but like he just seems like i really want to clean him up and set him on a you know i, I want to get help and uh like there's like the idea that like oh no it's it's always these people with uh with turbans on their head it's like no sometimes they're just like like reese has nothing to do with it it's just a job uh drives me nuts man I just don't like you're not losing anything. Anywho, so so the Friends of Humanity show up to do that and they find out she's a mutant. She tries to defend uh, the clerk. Uh, they grab her and they're like, we're going to make you beg. And he's like, oh, geez, uh, this is a little girl. And you've seen her before. And like, I was about Jubilee. to say, do they yeah. not recognize that this was the person they were going to crucify at a movie theater one time? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, outside of the burgers. Um, <laughs> but luckily, Colossus shows up uh, kind of deus ex Colossus here. God, I wouldn't play uh, that game. Let me tell you right now. (laughs) Um, And and this goes uh, about like what you would, how you would expect. Like Colossus, like kind of scares these dudes away and kind of tosses them out of the place. And Jubilee and uh, unnamed, you know, store owner guy is very grateful. Jubilee says, "Hey, come to the house and have a sandwich." Basically, and um, (laughs) that's when Colossus is like, "Well, this is this worked out because I was on the way to see the X Men because." and I put the quote in here. Yeah, his newly freed homeland has been, you know, taken over by Omega Red. So, like, and I know, again, we talk about, like, this is a Saturday morning cartoon. All I'm really looking for is, is consistency within your world building. But, like, Colossus was over here. He obviously heard about his homeland from, like, normal channels, right? Like, you got to think, like, somebody sent him a, a letter or this is 1993. Like, maybe he had an email address. I don't know. Or he saw this on the news. Like... Why did he go to the X Men? <laughs> like, shouldn't know. there be some more authorities on the way that she can handle? But who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah. <clears throat> Call Dark Star. The Call um, Dark Star. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's very weird. Also, I have kind of a theory that like whenever the X Men animated series show the X Men in the kitchen, it's like good times. Like the idea of just like I'm gonna invite Colossus back to make a sandwich is very funny to me. Absolutely. Uh, and then Jubilee, because she's a dipshit, uh, decides to run off to go fight this this weapon, which is Turin Colossus, and literally leaves a note. That says like BRB went to go with Colossus to go fight a Russian madman. And this dinner's is in be the freezer. The, uh, this is going to be like in the freezer. <laughs> dinner's in the freezer. Yeah. Like what are they eating? By the way, what do what do you think the X Men eat? Like does Jubilee makes them food? Like Jubilee is somehow responsible for like making <laughs> dinner for everybody. <laughs> what the fuck? Jubilee is probably making them like pop rocks and diet coke. <laughs> like that's probably what she froze yeah. <laughs> in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah, I got some pizza bagels, guys. Yeah, uh, it's amazing that Jubil- like Jubilee's jobs in the X Mansion. Like, I want to like someone to to watch the series and make a list of all the things she's responsible for. Like, sure. they literally found her. Like, they just like, found a a stray teen, took her in, and they're just like, okay, you're our computer expert, communications liaison, run the danger room, make dinner for everyone every night. Like she is earning her keep. This is a really kind of shitty deal for Jubilee. Like they're not letting her be a real X-Men. Like she talks. She had a family. Yeah. She had foster (laughs) people, which were not great, but at least, you know. uh, The moral um, of the story is foster parents are never real parents. True. Uh, She also tells like the reason that the X-Men are gone is because Beast is like at Congress testifying about something, which I don't care about at all. We're just going to breeze right past that. Um, yeah, this is the point we flash back to Russia and uh, Omega Red has now gone into quote unquote parliament, which in this context is a room with four dudes in it. That's parliament uh, with a podium with a, a sickle and hammer. Sure. On it. Yeah. And one of the dudes I was looking at um, one of the dudes uh, was rewatching it today kind of in fast forward, uh, just kind of 
looking for images. Um, and one of the dudes looks like Hitler. Okay. Uh, with Hitler, Hitler with a center part, but he has a Hitler mustache. I didn't catch so, that, uh, but that's real Go good. easy there, creators. Ease <laughs> <Go laughs> up. Ease up, guys. <laughs> Pull back. Um, so then, we, uh, so, so he takes over. Yep. Yeah. Colossus, then we, Colossus goes back to his farm, which in like, from to fly from upstate New York to Russia is apparently about 10 seconds. Sure. Shows yep. up at the farm and uh, starts telling Jubilee his backstory. And this is where like his origin story with the tractor comes in of a tra- an out of control tractor. And as I was watching this, my wife remarked of like, that was a really fancy tractor. Like it was hot tech for <laughs> 1993. If you notice it's enclosed and like, there's tractors on my street. Like I live in kind of farm country that don't have enclosed tractors. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, this guy obviously had air conditioning. He probably had satellite radio anyway. Yeah. And, goes uh, out of and, control. And Colossus smashes it. Yeah. And it hurdles towards his sister, Ileana. And then he has to smash it to say, Ileana, Ileana, Ileana. I might just pepper like Colossus saying Ileana throughout this Ileana. episode because it's really good. Ileana. He says he says it the same way. It's like they only recorded him saying it once, and they just cut in him doing that, no matter what. Every what he's single referring time. To. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, Ileana. So uh, Wolverine gets back from wherever Wolverine is, sees the note, which again, like X Men Kitchen stuff, is so good. Crumbles it up, heads to Russia. He's gonna go save Jubilee. Before, before, like, if Wolverine is just coming in, like, is this a kind of a pretty decent piece of writing where he's coming back from Canada from the last episode? Oh, so it's it's a then that where we're flashing back. The next one's a flashback. I guess it could yeah, be. He, he, he could be because he is by himself. Like the X Men don't go like bail him out of Canada or anything. Yeah, he just walks there and walks back. Oh wait, yeah, I had my audio, I had my um, order mixed up. That's right. That's the next episode. I yeah. cannot remember that that storm episode existed. I keep forgetting that it existed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the last one we just watched. It like inceptions out of your mind. Like it, it is. Does. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, really bad. I'm like um, that fucking dude in Westworld right now. I just can't see anything on the fucking picture. It doesn't look like anything to me. It doesn't um, look like anything yeah. at all. Yeah. I, I actually do think that like uh, that storm episode is the worst episode of the show that we watched so far. Uh, the Shadow I'll, King episode. I'll, I'll back that up. Yeah. That's, it was yeah, pretty so, bad. Yeah. So far, I think that's the worst episode we've done. Um, so, so Wolverine's heading off to, to go save Jubilee. He doesn't, Nobody uses a phone because X-Men reasons. Sure. Um, and uh, Colossus finds that his family has been imprisoned. Uh, you know, so Ileana <laughs> is, uh, is kidnapped here, kind of imprisoned. And they decided to attack the base. Uh, who was imprisoned again? I forgot. Ileana. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, so good. Yeah, they attack the base and um like almost immediately Wolverine shows up, right? Like like Wolverine, excuse me, Colossus and Omega Red start getting into it. Wolverine shows up out of nowhere and they he starts fighting Omega Red. Um Omega Red kind of just tosses him off like he, Wolverine does not come off very well. Colossus well, he, he also he he doesn't come off well because he also calls him like overgrown octopus or something. Yeah. Which like Omega Red has exactly two arms. <laughs> and there's there's a trail of breadcrumbs that leads to what an octopus is that's right in his name. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, he's got two arms and then, you know, two tentacles and then two legs and then yeah, a he's third like a, leg. So he's seven out of eight. He's, he's like a, bi- <laughs> a bitopus. Uh, yeah, septopus or something. Sure. Um, the uh, So but Wolverine, the important thing here is Wolverine's seen him before. Like he knows Omega Red. Yeah. Um, and they, they fought them. He's fought him before. Uh, with Captain America, right? Or like he fought him with Captain America, or he's just like 
uh, no, no, exposition. No, no. He, he fought him with the um, that dude whose name I always forget. Oh, Maverick. Maverick. Yeah, thank you. Maverick's back. <laughs> we should really take this bit to the uh, to the newlyweds. <laughs> <laughs> Maverick's back. Um, I, yeah, just we'll, real we'll quick, I really it. love Colossus picking up the tank and throw it into Omega Red, which so far has he's done two out of two episodes. I just want to make sure we keep track of how many times <laughs> Colossus throws a tank at somebody when he's on the screen. He keeps a bunch of tanks around, mm-hmm. like just uh, just uh, just to toss them, tossing tanks. Yep. Uh, with Peter Rasputin. Um, at this point, Darkstar, who is not evil, like realizes, like, hey, we probably shouldn't have let this homicidal maniac out of the ice. Um, to, uh, to, to fight, uh, to, you know, to regain glory for our country, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie escapes with Colossus's family. So yeah. good on her. Like, you know, Ileana, Ileana! is safe. <laughs> um, and then there's this scene where Jubilee is like, they're in, they're in the woods and, uh, Wolverine is like leaning against a tree and Jubilee is wrapping him with bandages, which do you Jubilee know Wolverine? everything? <laughs> have you, yeah, have, have you met Wolverine? <laughs> like literally the one person you don't have to do that to <laughs> you should be seen to any one of the other russian prisoners and not yeah. <laughs> you should use your your bizarre medical skills your your first aid training that you have computer expert master <laughs> stuff small rat <laughs> like, and, and this um, is where wolverine gives the backstory of omega red about sure. the you know trying to create another cap or create a russian captain america and him and maverick father which this is I've really liked the way that they will incorporate characters that you've never seen before and have no context for, but like fully realized animated, like the whole outfit so that like people at home are like, holy shit, that's Maverick. And then people like me are like, holy shit, it's that guy. But yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a really nice, nice way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we actually get a full Maverick episode, I think uh, later on. So and like, it's like season five. It's like after things get bad, I was flipping through season five stuff. And one of the, uh, just, uh, on, on, images and one of the the images is mr sinister wearing a tuxedo so we have a lot to look forward to we have to live long enough to get to that excellent um the uh so the rest of the uh since wolverine destroyed the note uh storm rogue and gambit finally show up Uh, and like uh, storm even chastises him as like we would have been here sooner if wolverine hadn't trashed the note and i'm like wolverine got here in five seconds (laughs) (laughs) well they didn't know what they just got back and there was like nobody home like they just had to piece together the clues like, oh, like this sandwich looks like Colossus took a bite out of it, you know, and 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 make their way to Russia somehow that way. I have no idea how they figured out where to go. Nobody uses communicators or anything in this when even though we've established that they have them, um, which is uh, which is pretty frustrating here. But now the X-Men are here so they can actually uh, actually kind of fight. Um, Darkstar yeah. says like, hey, Omega Red, you're no good. Like this is not what we wanted. Uh, and then uh, Omega Red sends the tanks against the X-Men, right? That's when, like, he commands the... Because he's taken over. Is that mm-hmm, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Darkstar saves the X-Men from the There tanks. might be some, like, robots here, too, maybe? There are robots, yeah. yeah they're, like, okay. Soviet robots. There's usually some robots around because, you know, the standards and practices were not cool with, like, sending actual people against the X-Men. So if we need to see yeah. Wolverine cut up something, it's always a robot. Um, yep. And this um, goes the way pretty they, quick. Like uh, Omega Red yeah. kind of takes out Gambit and Jubilee real quick. Uh, and, grabs and Rogue, Rogue. Uh, instantly like drains her powers because mm-hmm. they've got the the same powers similarly, except uh, yeah, his are more powerful. Um, the uh, the way that he gets defeated is Darkstar's brilliant idea. Um, and the the scene is really really great. Um, 
I can't take credit for noticing this. I was reading a synopsis of this. I was like flipping through it, like in fast forward for images and reading synopsises. And the synopsis point this out where Darkstar walks up to a uh, storm and is like, can your powers control more than wind? And she just goes, yes. And <laughs> <laughs> no explanation. Yeah, like, yes. sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so the the plan is is to make it cold to like refreeze them in ice, um, which is like monumentally silly. Like I assume that it wasn't just like regular weather that encased him in a cryogenic block. Well, you know. So how fucked up is it that you're going to make a Russian Captain America allergic to cold? That's your whole yeah. gimmick. <laughs> like, yeah, cold is as far as everything from watching this cartoon. Everything I know about Russia is it's full of robots, Hitler's. <laughs> Uh, tanks and wood, snow and like that's literally everything i got God. um just picturing like yeah. a mega red and like a uh, like a fifth grading russian handbook like mm-hmm. this is what they look like this is what yes. we look like <laughs> like sting writes a song about how we should have sympathy for the omega reds too omega red loves his children too shut up sting nobody cares yes. <laughs> uh it, it is it is comes together real quick in the end and very conveniently uh like, and it's a shame they didn't have, like, you know, Iceman, who is just, like, it has to be Omega Red's, like, arch, enemy, arch nemesis. Yeah, Magneto uh, and Wolverine are always, like, kind of, you know, that's never going to happen. Yeah. And then Iceman and Omega Red. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, that cracks me up. The hard counter. <clears throat> so. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah so yeah. after this, like, everything's good. They're like, hey, Colossus, come be an X-Man. And he's like, nope. Or he sees me, yet. And then that's yeah. pretty much the episode. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, re- re- Russia starts rebuilding itself. The entirety of Russia, yeah, <laughs> starts rebuilding itself after this event. And there, there is a, I think um, there is a moment where Dark Star flies into like the, the remainder of Parliament, like we're going to restore it to the way it was, and she's like, no, we're going to make it better, and like basically should have just pulled out an American flag at that point for how subtle this is being. Like, it's not mm, great. Very, very good. Um. Yeah, and and uh, just just the ending, very very good and goofy way. Um, I like whenever Klasa shows up. Uh, I like introducing new kind of villain of the week. Like these episodes, I think are fun and move pretty quick. Yep. Um, you know, uh, and so this is. I think this is a win, even though it is ridiculous. Iliana. Uh, moving on. Let's get to, to the next uh, one. Yeah, XM two hundred five Repo Man. Uh, original air date November twentieth, nineteen ninety three. Vindicator and Alpha Flight capture Wolverine and demand to know the secret of his adamantium skeleton as vindicator runs test on Wolverine to try and replicate his indestructible skeleton. The members of alpha flight realize that the experiments are going too far and fight to release him with an enraged Wolverine freed vindicator and alpha flight are in for a fight. They will never forget. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's so, <laughs> these guys, this mom, this may be my favorite opening that we've seen so far, which is literally Wolverine on a cliff in a forest shouting at the forest. Heather, Heather. Heather. <laughs> like somebody told him like it's just uh uh he's like I go look for Heather and he just walks to Canada. The just, entirety of Canada. I kinda and, like uh, if Cyclops was a bit more of a trickster guy, I would accuse Cyclops of convincing Wolverine that this is how telephones work. <laughs> <laughs> right? This would yeah. be the way that like like cause you could like 
Wolverine's an old guy. You could probably convince him that uh, Google was tw- or like that Twitter was Google, that so he could get that old man Twitter search. Yeah, <laughs> like, you you could convince him a lot of a lot of things. I didn't. Uh, I th- we I'm sure we talked on the on the show before how weird it is that Wolverine isn't super racist, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just to make sure that that's come up on here. My um, uh, I think my answer to that was that he's he's gone all the way uh, all the way around. Like he was probably really super racist in the 70s and 80s, and has now realized like, oh wait, they're all like everybody is a person. Yeah. Unless they're a mutant. <laughs> it's it's with enough with enough hard work you can you can reverse a full Grand Torinoing of an old man like <laughs> exactly. Uh, so so he's out here uh, just yelling Heather uh, and there's no setup for this. It immediately starts with him in Canada. Like it is kind of a weird episode. It feels like it's missing some connective tissue. Um, and uh, he gets attacked by Alpha Flight. Uh, Vindicator Vindicator appears like out of the ground or something like burst out of a rock or something stupid like that. And uh, he has Alpha Flight with him. Uh, Alpha Flight, for people who don't know, this is the Canadian X-Men uh, from Department H. Um, and this is, I just want uh, to quote is... my wife when I told her there was a Canadian X-Men when she said, there's a fucking Canadian X-Men? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, there, there's a bunch. Man, one of the things I love about uh, Marvel Comics uh, is the the weird, like, versions of these. Like, there's like a, a, there's, like, a Chinese superhero team I remember reading about uh, in the, the 2000s that had, um, it was, like, a guy who could turn to a dragon, a woman who could make people fall asleep, uh, and then a guy called the Collective Man who was like the communist superior that turned into like an army of people um, became like the army of the people by himself. And it's just like these weird little, like not racist. I don't know what the word is for it, but like <laughs> nationalist uh, superhero things. Cause these guys have real generic, like Canada did E powers for the oh, most yeah. part. It's, it's very outdoorsy um, stuff. It's like turn into a yeah. normal kind of shit or Sasquatch. Yeah. That dude's power so, is Sasquatch. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's actually, a, he's aware. He's supposed to be aware of Sasquatch, but in here they just make him always a Sasquatch. Uh, so we have Vindicator. Vindicator has a Canadian flag on his shirt, and he has a force field. Uh, it's a suit. It's not a power. Um, Puck is a little tiny, like, circus uh, little person, a little circus strongman-looking guy who's, like, acrobatic. And he doesn't, as far as I know, doesn't really have powers, but I could be wrong about that. Um, Snowbird, is, who... Um, arm hair, which they yeah, draw, they draw a lot of. A, a real greased-up uncle. Um, there's, like, a, a, a snow owl, which is actually a snowbird who can turn into uh, Canadian animals. Mm-hmm. Um, a shaman whose power is all the powers of like terrible Native American stereotypes. Um, Not to mention the voice, because oh boy, yeah, when this dude talks, <laughs> shaman's powers are either to say uh, you've angered the spirits or the spirits are angry, and he can go back and forth between both those. Um, and the North he's, Star the, he's basically the Facebook admin for the spirit page. Yeah, <laughs> mods are angry. Um, and then North Star and Aurora, who we've seen before, they were in uh, Genosha uh, and mm. escaped with with Rogue and Gambit and stuff. And uh, they are twins. Uh, North Star is uh, they can both fly. If they touch their hands, they create this like big burst of light. And uh, that's those guys. And North Star, first uh, openly gay superhero. Nice. Yeah. Now there's there's your there's your type five on uh, Alpha Flight. Uh, and they fight Wolverine. He's like naming everybody so you can kind of get them. And we don't really know their history, other than that people in Alpha Flight keep saying things like, you know, you abandoned us, Wolverine. You betrayed you know, us. And, and, yeah, you hey. betrayed us. Hey, yeah, there, there is there is some bad real bad Canadian accents here. Um, so they they eventually knock him out, and uh, Vindicator says like we want Wolverine back at the lab, uh, which gives us a flashback that's like the entirety of the Barry Windsor Smith Weapon X comic. Yep, here it's something um, in about two and a half minutes, and a tight yeah, two point five. Even quicker than that, yeah. Like have you ever, have you ever read that comic? I think so. Yeah, 
it is a, it is a, a classic and, and for mostly for good reason. It's mostly the mm-hmm. art that's really good, but um, it is uh, it is essentially Wolverine's story uh, origin story with Dr. Cornelius uh, fixing the adamantium to his bones and him going crazy and escaping into the woods. I actually kind of like the idea of almost all of the Weapon X stuff. Like it gets a little mm-hmm. bonkers in places, but I, I really like enjoy that like all of like the weird science on mutant technology and craziness like that stuff. Yeah. Is, that stuff works for me a lot. Yeah, I like uh, you know it makes sense. After he escapes, like he he breaks out of the lab, um, goes crazy, like he itches his you know at the back of his hands and stuff. Uh, he escapes, he trashes the place, um, doesn't quite kill uh, you know kill Doctor Cornelius not yet, uh, which I think yeah. And then he uh, escapes out into the woods, and he's just been driven insane because you know it's incredibly painful to have your your bones laced with metal. There's a scene in this where um, you see like Wolverine in the tube or whatever. Like we've when we've kind of seen some of this stuff before, but and you you just mentioned it where his like um, hands start itching and then the claws come out and Cornelius is like, "Holy shit, claws! I didn't see that coming." Which like yeah. you have an X-ray machine, doll. <laughs> yeah, you put metal on all his bones. <laughs> like that's the one thing you first. did. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you can't do that without looking at his bones? But I do like how this. I don't remember in the comic books. I think it was the Wolverine origin stories or whatever, where they re- kind of retconned him to have bone claws and not just metal claws. Um, with, so and th- this tying into that, like, actually kind of works for me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad that that retcon was so good that you just retconned it right back into the animated series too. Like, it's a, was this art was that already in place yeah. by now? Oh, like, um, so not uh, probably not the time this. Air. I mean, it'd be right around here. So that, that wasn't okay. from the origin story. That happened um, in the uh, Fatal Attractions crossover. Um, is the uh, the mid '90s crossover with the cool hologram covers, where uh, Magneto uh, sucks oh, all the adamantium out of the Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And he like it almost kills him, and it's like the most you know traumatic stress he's ever been in. And uh, you know he goes on this kind of vision quest or whatever on himself, and he gets mad enough at some point and reflexively like. You know, he's not expecting there to be claws. He doesn't know them there to be bone ones, um, but reflexively pops claws and bone claws come out. And uh, which, which in a way is very silly. You know, so his his mutation is that he has a fast healing factor. That mm-hmm. makes sense. He also has them. He has retractable bones that have like some kind of a system of tendons and stuff to shoot them out. Like it always made more sense for that to be a thing that. They Damn added planet. to him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And his natural body had this way of like shunt. You know, it's not even so much having claws, like having claws makes sense, but having a way to make them go shunk, 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 uh, being a natural thing that would happen from, from mutation is very silly. Uh, but bone claw Wolverine, I always kind of liked, like he, he's much more like he's real savage and stuff. Like it, mm-hmm. it changes him and like, you know, cause he's, he's real damaged. Uh, and that would have been right around the time, which is one of the cool things that cartoon does is pull like things right from the comics. Like, this little as, bone as claw hint is, yeah. yeah, is a contemporary uh, thing. Um, so back, so to, back, the mansion, back to the story. Yeah. Sorry about the digression, but I, I do like yeah, talking about okay. Wolverine's claws. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's great. Claw chat is great. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Wolverine escapes, and then we flash back to the mansion where Gene uh, is looking for Cerebro, um, or excuse me, looking using Cerebro to find Xavier, who, as we know, is in the Savage Land, but it's it's just not working. There's some back and forth about like. It takes immense control. Like Cyclops is kind of teaching, schooling Gambit about how this stuff works. Nothing really of interest happens, and then we're right back but, into. Uh, there's a, there's a line of dialogue here that's worth pointing out, okay. uh, which is because uh, she finds uh, this is where she finds Wolverine, right? No, no, that happens she's later. Look, 
Oh, that happens later. Okay, mm. we'll we'll get to that then. The Gambit has a real good one-liner that's very like, "Shut up, Gambit." Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, so so uh, they're just kind of ex- establishing what the other X Men are doing. Back at uh, you know Alpha Flight, you know they they knock him out. Um, the uh, Vindicator, you know Wolverine's like, "I'm not going back to your team," and uh, Vindicator says like, "We don't want you, Logan. We want the secret inside you." <laughs> <laughs> And there's no secret. Like, yeah, there's no. Everybody, everybody knows is adamantium. Like everybody, everybody like knows. everybody except for if unless you're from Canada. Like in this in this episode, like the way they treat this thing is so ridiculous because, uh, it, it maybe it happens a little bit later here, um, where because so Wolverine wakes up in this lab. Eventually, we run into Doctor Cornelius, and he's like, I'm, I'm I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but he's like, um, you know. It's never what you know. They, essentially, what they're doing is they're kidnapping him because they want to put adamantium skeletons on other things that never worked before, or that never works. So they're like, we need to get the secret of it. And Wolverine's like, it's because I'm a mutant, you dimwit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like called and like everyone's you know saying this. He's saying the thing that the viewers are like, fucking idiot. Like, yeah, like how did he you not factor? We understood this in two seconds. Like, what kind of scientist are you? Why did <laughs> you, you did... pick him in the first place if it wasn't for this? Was he just a hobo that you wanted to torture? You didn't take the like, X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know about the healing power at leasing bones with adamantium it's like literally your one thing and you were the worst person in the world at it like <laughs> and, and uh, cornelius like oh just it's so weird yeah um but wolverine wakes up in the lab and then um heather from you might remember from the um forest screaming <laughs> from earlier yes <laughs> heather shows up and then uh we go back into another flashback and this is um after wolverine has escaped and apparently he has gone feral but we show Heather and her husband, um, which at this point, I don't think you're really supposed to know that that's Vindicator. Uh, but we will find out later that that's Vindicator. Yeah. Uh, Heather and her husband are like hunting a deer when they see Wolverine uh, or Wolverine sees them. Wolverine immediately attacks uh, Jason slash Vindicator and Heather dumps like five tranks into him. Yeah. Um, she ties him to the bed, which is... I guess like what you would do, like, I don't know why you wouldn't call the authorities at this point. Like a guy with claws attacked me and my husband in the woods. Like... But I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to tie him into the bed so that I can talk to him. Um, mm-hmm. Wolverine wakes up, immediately shreds all of the ties. And then, like, I, there's this weird, like, 80s montage scene. <laughs> of, like, he, he 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 attacks her, like, and he, like, pushes her up against a wall. And she's like, no, calm down. And then there's literally, like, an 80s montage scene of where, like, she's teaching him how to write teaching him how to do arithmetic, dressing in normal clothes, <laughs> tying shoes without popping his claws. Like, none of those are true, by the way. There's just this weird, like, taming montage thing that just boggles my mind. You've helped me more than I can say. It's it's amazing how quickly uh, Wolverine gets into kind of a good mood during this. Because this is also where he joins uh, Alpha Flight. Um, and someone just like, like the voice actor, does really great work <laughs> he's just like happy wolverine mm-hmm. where they're like you can join us and fight for us he's like sign me up bob <laughs> he's incited <laughs> man real into it like it's very cute like the, these people took him in and kind of saved him and like he's just like a long he's a very loyal dog uh at this well, point and they're and calling it's, him, yeah. it's interesting too that they're they keep calling him weapon x because like if i was wolverine and you keep calling me weapon x i'd be like why are you calling me by the lap Wait, was that your lab? Did you do that to me? <laughs> but instead, yeah, he just, he's just uh, like, no, dude, don't call me that. Now I'm I'm the artist formerly known as Wolverine. Or just yeah, not Weapon X. But no, he says, basically says, just call me Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, for no no particular reason. Like, that's the or- like why he decides that. 
uh, they can never show because an actual Wolverine is just this little like idiot badger. So they can never have him like facing a, a little badger and then deciding, <laughs> you know, one day I want a Wolverine movie and it's never going to happen. But like, you know how you get the Batman origin story where it's literally Batman, like being surrounded by bats in a cave. I want that Wolverine yeah, yeah. origin story where he's just overrun just by little, Wolverines. Little rodents. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, trying to repeat the experiment, but it's only worked on him because the healing uh, factor you dimwit. Yeah. Uh, before we move on from that, though, we get a little Savage Land check-in uh, here. Uh, we're introduced to Lorelei. Um, yeah. Sorry. Ooh, ooh, sorry. Who, who is, like dresses like and has the same powers as Vertigo. The character yeah. Vertigo, but this is Lorelai, which I don't really understand. But um, she she looks like she she's dressed up like in like real like area or, uh, Studio Fifty Four kind of like cool disco clothes, <laughs> yeah, like nineteen seventy three like high fashion. <laughs> uh, and she's she's kind of telling us what's going on with this. She says Magneto created the mutates in the Savage Land uh, and, and attacks. Um, uh, but however, uh, Magneto, she's kind of giving them the task and shooting them and Magneto cuts the bridge. <laughs> so this is like, this is so boring. I want to die. Give me the sweet release of death. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I like how Xavier too, um, just ignores the mutates business and is like, all right, are you safe, Eric? Let's walk down this path that this bridge just put us to like perfectly. Um, and just mm-hmm. like, that's, that's the end of the savage land stuff. Like there's no follow up whatsoever. So great. Uh, anyway, let's get back to Canada. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the it does. I don't see it. So at some point, uh, the X Men do discover Wolverine. Uh, so at some point, the uh, Jean Grey is on Cerebro. Maybe it was earlier where she's like, yeah, I, it's, I it's, notice it's, uh, it's right here where because uh, we go oh, back okay. to yeah, yeah. Because um, at this point, Heather and like uh, General whatever his name is um, are like Cornelius. they're ramping up the the torture stuff, and that's what that's when Jean is scanning for for Xavier and picks up like how tortured he is and like how how much pain ah, he's gotcha. in. Cause she, cause she says, I'm like, I'm detecting Wolverine in great pain and Gambit kind of walks up from, from <laughs> off camera and is like, that man's always been a great pain. No. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like Cyclops, uh, appropriately is just like, now is not the time Gambit. Like <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I like uh, the rivalry between Gambit and Wolverine a lot. Like that's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like a joke. Like, you know, you realize that he's being tortured to the degree that he's showing up on Cerebro. Like, you know, it, it, he's always he, been a big pain, especially when he's tortured. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> Gambit. There's some gravity here, buddy. And just the X-Men, like, don't do anything about any of this. Like they're in their entire like there are two wipes to the, the rest of the X-Men, which are just people standing around watching Jean Grey use Cerebro ineffectually. Yeah. Uh, that, pretty that amazing. Was- an average day in the super terrorist life, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what you do. Very amazing. So, so we actually we head back to, uh, and and the general says like, "Hey, the only way to find out about this is to actually remove your skeleton." Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's an upgrade because up till now you've just been shooting me with like a Blu-ray, <laughs> like yeah. knives have not into, not into it at all, and not like a Blu-ray disc. It's not like throwing a copy of the Matrix at, at Wolverine over and over again, but like literally a ray that it's blue. How uh, <laughs> how on earth is removing the metal skeleton he put in going to teach him more about why Wolverine survived? Although it would thing, explain it's... how uh, Forge has that metal skeleton for Wolverine in the future from the oh, Days true. of Future Past episode. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. The, 
Very true. The um, it's it's very strange he's gonna do that. And Heather, like way after when she should, like people start actually saying like, "Hey, wait a minute, like we can't peel out people's skeletons. That's cruel." Yeah. You know? So a, she so she quits. It's around this you know? point too that we see like Alpha Flight like um like trying to um, eavesdrop on this whole organ well, this whole thing and realizing sure. like, oh shit, like maybe we made a mistake by bringing him to the torture chamber. <laughs> like really um, you didn't know you were working for fucking voldemort when he signed his name voldemort <laughs> like, they, this is kind of obvious yeah there, there's the people in alpha alpha flight are real real dingbats like and the, the so they they say like they bust in at this point because so the one of the guys uh spills some water on a console which frees wolverine <laughs> alpha flight breaks in and they were like hey you told us that we would just we were just going to have him on our team again vindicator fucking loses his goddamn mind about this betrayal before like he is so jealous that wolverine decided to go work for the x-men that he was willing to have his skeleton peeled out like vindicator's characterization in this is off the like goddamn off the wall it is ridiculous and it's kind of the same way in the comics too like i got to this i got to this issue in the comics and it's pretty much the same storyline of like wolverine disappearing and then Alpha Flight, like, wanting their investment back. Or, like, the Canadian government, like, yeah. wanting their investment back. And it's it's just bizarre to me. Like, it's just a person, dog. Like, it's, it's, like it's, a human it's clearly his feelings. Like, he's in love. You know? Like, it's clearly, <laughs> like, it is, it is a, uh, like, a, it reads like a breakup. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like. This would make a lot more sense if, uh, like, if Wolverine had been, like, gone to the X-Men and taken Heather with him. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very very strange. And, yeah, and at this point, like yeah. the like Alpha Flight breaks in, they set the security androids on him. Puck actually goes out of his way to tell everybody else, like, "Oh, these guys are just androids. It's time to have fun." <laughs> like, what do you guys do normally if it's not an android? So like, we get to see a bunch of action shots of like Sasquatch shooting some people, uh, Snowbird or whatever her name is, like turns into a like a white tiger or something. <laughs> sure, like a snow <laughs> yeah. tiger. Yeah. yeah, she just turns into snow versions of regular animals. Yeah, <laughs> here's a um, snow ferret. That's a, just a terrible yeah. ferret. Anyway, um, but, uh, big, big big fight with a bunch of bunch of cool androids and shit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, at this point, they're like, you know, Wolverine, come back to us. Yeah, get fucked. Like, you just like, but you just like capture me to put me in a torture torture beam, like. Like Wolverine's gonna be like, yeah, I want to be a, with Alpha Flight now. You guys are trustworthy, and your leader is sane. Yeah, uh, I'm into this. Totally no problems with your leadership here. Yeah. Like, I'll just go back to the Alpha Flight clubhouse and like take a nap because I can totally trust you guys. Like, what the hell? It's amazing that he like and Heather stops him from killing uh, Vindicator because he's like, this is my husband and your friend, and it's like you're letting your husband do this shit. Like, <laughs> I like I need like the like the the side series where it's just a long talks at night that Heather and Vindicator have, <laughs> uh, you know, just like, listen, you cannot do that. Like, listen, like I am your wife. It's me. I'm your wife. Look at these kids. Like th- these are, these are for you. Like leave him. Logan is in the back. What can I do to make you desire me as a spouse and not want to ditch me for Logan? Man, I, um, I hate to say this because I, I keep bringing, uh, this show back to Arrested Development for some reason. <laughs> oh, but I thought you were bring up Supernatural again. It's nope, like, nope. Dude. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, Lindsay and Tobias, right? This is that relationship. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, man, it, it is, it is something else, uh, in a big bad way. Very, very weird. 
Yeah, the whole um, this whole um, episode, like I said, I thought it was pretty boring. Like, uh, none of the X Men are in it. <laughs> it's just Wolverine as a bunch of like second rate X Men that I don't really care about. Like, I think like Sasquatch's origin story is like he got some shitty gamma rays. Like he didn't even get real gamma rays. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just it, it, yeah, I don't. For some reason, though, I have a really strong affection for Puck. I don't know what comics that I read that Puck was into, <laughs> but when I saw Puck pop on the screen, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's Puck. I like Puck." And I'm like. <laughs> why do i like puck i don't even i cannot possibly <laughs> tell you why i just had like a like maybe he like comforted me as a child somehow i no clue so yeah i i i would i couldn't tell you <laughs> a million years why you're into puck um uh, he uh he they never made a puck action figure sadly so i never never got one of those um you think they would just have some leftover plastic for that right he's not i think he, i think he probably he probably came with a uh oh he didn't i was like did he come with a uh uh Oh man, I think he was somebody who had to build by putting together parts of another action figure. Oh, um, weird. That's that's something. No, no, he came with a uh, came with with Snowbird. It looks like, okay. but um, yeah, the uh, I, I I couldn't you know couldn't explain to you what it is that I like about this episode and Alpha mm-hmm. Flight shit. Um, I've always I always had a weird kind of affection for Alpha Flight, and uh, I have no no explanation whatsoever. Like right now, I'm looking at Alpha Flight action figures on uh, on Amazon.com. <laughs> I can I cannot explain it. They they had um the comics version had cooler characters. Like there is um there's a character named Box, uh, who was like a guy who could talk to machines and whatever. That ends up being a power. I always like it. Sure. Yeah. Um, who walked around in like a mech, like a suit he'd built, because he could talk to machines and stuff. Like they're cool cool members of uh, Alpha Flight, and I've always kind of liked them. And and there's never been a good Alpha Flight story. I have no good excuse. Like there's literally no good alpha flight stories. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. Like, I'm not going to be like, you should, you shouldn't like it. Like you can like whatever you want to like, dude. But like, just know that nobody else does. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think like alpha flight likes alpha flight. Like all those people should have quit alpha flight when they got convinced to do war crimes in its name. Um, And and none of them are mutants, right? So it's not like any of them can go join the X-Men. Like, and the Avengers are full up. (laughs) So like they, alpha flight is probably like the only thing they could get. Right. Uh, no, uh, North Star and uh, uh, oh, yeah, Polaris are mutants. That's yeah, right. that's right. Um, but the other ones are just you know various, you know. Sure. And they also have shaman and like I, the the Native American like wise Native American elder stereotype is something I hate uh, in in things. So like, there's not a lot to like about them. It's pretty much like North Star Vindicator. You know, there are a couple of them I think look cool. Whoa, 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 uh, Gary! Where the hell is Shaman in this episode? Like he shows up at the beginning and he's not in the end at all. Like, does he just not you're care? Right. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He he decides because he's the one who actually convinces, like, distracts Wolverine. Like he's like, you know, we are old friends. You know, the spirits would will that you and and then he, you're right. He does disappear. That's I mean, it. He, it's like, like he, he was the one, out. He's the he's the only one who realized that Alpha Flight was trying to get them to do war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, he's gonna go and hang out with our friends from the the other canadian episode that we had and be like all right guys i can just grow you guys some stuff you don't have to go catch a bunch of fish anymore he, he's already on probation from the hig commission like if he's got one more violation he's out <laughs> if i torture one more one more snow hobo then that's it for me um do you uh do you want to do a do a spotlight do you want to cross us really like colossus dude like yeah me too there's um 
I really like Colossus in the comic books, even though, like, even though he's presented as a younger guy, like him hitting on, uh, not hitting, but like the relationship that develops between him and Kitty Pride, I'm a little weirded out about. Um, sure. And then, like, I don't know how familiar you are with Secret Wars, like the original one, but like, there's some weird shit that he gets into in Secret Wars where he's just like falls in love with this chick over a night, <laughs> and that's it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then totally yeah, right, disses. Right. Um, Totally disses Kitty Pride to the point where like Wolverine and Beast take him out to basically get beaten up by the Juggernaut. <laughs> like, <it's great. laughs> you remember they're like all at the bar. Wolverine's giving him the business about fucking over Kitty Pride. Juggernaut shows up. Wolverine and Beast leave. <laughs> they're like, "Fuck it, we're out. You deserve it." Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I, I really like Colossus. Like, I think he has a cool power. He has a really interesting power. Um, it's not very. Mm-hmm it's not very varied. Like there's not like Iceman where he can like do weird stuff with it, but like, you know, turn it into a giant suit of metal. is cool. Yeah. 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 I think it's a cool visual design. Um, I like that. Uh, this like weird things happen with him, uh, in that metal form. Like he's gotten like his, he's gotten like bent or his arm bent or something like that, where he, like he gets stuck in that form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he turns, I think that happens when he's fighting uh, Magneto in the very early, uh, X-Men and he can't turn back into a human. And it like turn makes him really cold. Um, he goes in and, and joins, uh, Magneto for a little while mm-hmm. before that, um, before that fatal attractions crossover we talked about. And that's a really cool storyline where he's like the moderate voice and he's surrounded by, uh, Magneto's acolytes, like, and a bunch of them are just maniacs, you know? Uh, but he's the one who's like, no, Magneto is actually like, has some good points. You guys are just, you know, like they, they, it, he does a really good job of selling and then that storyline selling Magneto is this kind of, uh, this figure that, you know, some extremists take too far, but he, you know, there are good things about him. Um, he had a limited series when in my, one of my, you know, I probably had like three major phases of comics. Like once when I was a kid, once in my early twenties, and then once when I moved here and when I was starting reading them again in my early twenties, there was a limited series of Colossus, uh, where it was revealed that one of his ancestors was Rasputin, yeah. uh, who was, who was a mutant. <laughs> he was, of course <laughs> so, he was. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is, that's pretty weird. Um, yeah, I, I have always liked, uh, I've always liked Colossus. Yeah. Um, and, uh, him dying the way he died uh initially like early on to uh to cure the legacy virus mm-hmm. um was silly like the the oh we have to actually make a sacrifice like the pseudoscience never made any sense but the lead up to it i remember being very well handled uh because he just gets a real lo- rough go of it yeah. like um you know where like Ilyana uh gets you know gets the legacy virus that's a very famous episode of like mid 90s comics that people really like um, the one where Eliana dies and it's just, uh, like the, uh, Jubilee telling Jean gray about it, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause she was the only person who was there that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's really good. And Colossus just like loses his shit, you know, and just turns off and stuff. Like he gets, he gets a really rough life. Um, which is kind of a bummer. And all this um, stuff with like, yeah, um, Ileana too. Like I, I love where I love most of all of that stuff. Like the, <clears throat> where she turns into magic and goes into the weird worlds and all of that. Sure. Stuff. Like, I, I love all of that stuff. Yeah. The, the Rasputins have a pretty good batting average for like interesting comic shit. Mikhail Rasputin is a little weird, but other than that, like they're, uh, they're generally good. I think the last um, time I paid yeah, attention and, to yeah. modern X-Men, uh, I think Colossus was missing. And, mm. and, um, before that he was on like that X-Force team with, uh, that Psylocke was running with, um, X, not X-23, but the, Oh man, who's the guy yeah, the that X-Force. has like the the mind spaceship? He was a Weapon X guy, but um, 
Oh, uh, Phantomas. Phantomas, yeah. And, like, yeah. he was, like, straight up, like, murking people. Like, they, they were just killing people all over the place, which was really interesting to me. Like, they, they have that team that did that, so. Yeah. That the, was the, the murder expert. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that uh, with Angel, Archangel, and stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, baby yeah. Mr. Sinister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sinister Babies. And Sinister um, Baby. Yeah. They're going so to teach him not to, they're going to teach him to, you know, grow up right and not fuck with yeah, the not to, not Yeah. The um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 way into classes. He's also uh, one of the. And this is you know just Gary's toy corner. Um, I I wish that he's one of the more satisfying X Men action figures because he was like huge and bulky, uh, and it was like back when they were good. And I still kind of wish I had that just to, you know, fiddle with it, uh, like kind of move it around in my hands while I do podcasts because that's the only way that you know you need something to do with your hands. Um, but he was great. <laughs> like he was like a really cool. Oh, he's a really yeah, cool he's, guy. He's kind of big and bulky, isn't he? That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's great. Um, so pro, pro Colossus, I, it's, it's hard to think of like other than his death and the legacy virus stuff and him joining the Acolytes. There aren't that many, um, you know, like this is this is the definitive great uh, Colossus story. You know, it, it's hard to say that he's got, you know, he didn't, the villains that are associated with him are kind of lame in general. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like the Nightcrawler angle, the weird faith thing and stuff. Like he's no Nightcrawler, um, but he is uh, in general, one of my favorite, one of my favorite X-Mans. Um, I will say that like his movie treatments have been 100% awesome. Like no matter where yeah, he's yeah. at. Um, like yeah. he doesn't show up a lot in X-Men 2, but when he does, it's very, very cool. And he immediately like assumes kind of like a like a team leader role, which is really cool when he's saving all the X-Men kids. And then even into days of future past. And, uh, and then for whatever reason, like a totally different take on him in Deadpool, which I don't really care about, but like the old man Russian, who's like very, very polite. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really worked for me at Deadpool. Like I thought he was amazing. That was, that was some good stuff. I, I think he's, he's very funny in that very early on in the second one, uh, the second X-Men, he gets like kind of a cameo and kind of gets to use his powers a little bit. And there's a, a scene in that, like my friend uh, Brian uh, is a huge, uh, aka Duke, aka Duke Sleuth, is uh, a huge uh, Colossus fan specifically. And it was really awesome watching that with him because it was just like there's a part where they're fighting all the troops that take over the the school, mm-hmm. and uh, and Colossus is like uh, goes to Wolverine, he's like, I can help you, you know, uh, and Wolverine's like, ah, help them, and then moves on. And like watching Brian like do the table flip motion, like kind of exaggerated freak out about how we didn't just get to see Colossus fuck some shit up. Uh, it was, was, was really great. And then sadly, like he's in the third one and gets to do stuff, but he's not, not that cool. Uh, he's third he's not, not near as bad as everybody else is in the third no, one. No, no, no. He, he like actually does fairly well in the third one. I thought. He's a, he's a, he's a bright spot in, in an otherwise like fairly dark movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, go Colossus. Go Colossus. These are the tales of uh xm206 externally yours this this is buckle up uh original air date i want you to pay attention real real close to this this description because i've read it three or four times and i love it <laughs> just the description alone is enough to do a podcast on i i'm really hoping because this is the thing is jeremy's from this area so i'm hoping that he can explain like a lot of the stuff that happens in this nope. i don't know if he which one he is or what they do in the schools or uh what <laughs> Gambit is forced to return to his southern roots by an ancient tithe, an old family feud, and the kidnapping of his brother, Bobby. Belladonna of the Assassin's Guild 
uses the kidnapping to lure Gambit into her clutches and force him into completing their aborted marriage. Fortunately for Gambit, the rest of the X-Men follow him back to the bayou. With Gambit's help, they successfully confront the assassins at the designated place and time and expose their deception. So so first off, let's just take it like just a little bit. First sentence, excellent <laughs> use of word. Oxford comma. Like good. Oh, sure. Good, good to go there. Yeah. Second sentence, yeah. aborted marriage? Is that the word you're looking for? <laughs> like that's very weird. And all like man, does this this episode there has never been an episode that demanded more backstory that got less of it. Like this episode makes a lot of assumptions about the under, the the audience understanding what the fuck an external is. <laughs> Hey Gary, I'm just like you're hoping that I can tell you some information. I'm gonna need some help. <laughs> yeah, I'll explain externals to you if you can explain Louisiana to me by way of this episode. So, give, give me give me your Bayou secrets, Greer. Um, the so the externals, uh, the the comics never did a good job with them either. But uh, the quick what they should have done is just uh, retcon it, and they, maybe they did this and then retcon it again. Uh, but they're like apocalypse. So they're immortal mutants. Very okay. powerful, very immortal mutants. They can't die. Um, that's what they are. No, In no part of that, in any other stories about externals, do they have this thing about them being able to like give powers? <laughs> it's because they can't. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It, well, it's this specific external can do that. Uh, Cassandra, I think, is her name. I think she has the power to do that, but it's just her mutant power. It has nothing to do with her being an external. Like, and I don't, the comics, this, this thieves and assassin thing is a comics thing, but it's probably one of those, those things where it was never well explained, but there are at least a couple issues to kind of give you a little bit of a background. Um, I meant to do this before we recorded and it's kind of irresponsible. I didn't, but like, I need to sit down and do like a deep dive and see what, what the actual canon is on this, this bullshit. Cause the cartoon does one of the worst jobs of explaining it that I've ever seen anything do. Well, it's not and even, this is, they don't even bother explaining it. It's not that like they even do a job. They just, they, yeah, they they just, just assume yeah, that you were gonna, the, you're going to go with it. And like from con, it's it's so hard to explain what or like guess what this would be like for somebody who didn't have any comics background. Like if you're watching this, are you just like 100 percent lost, or can yep. you pick up from context a little bit that like okay, there's a I don't know a swamp spirit that like <laughs> gives people in Louisiana their like agency and power. Is this what you guys do instead of elections or like what? I wish <laughs> <laughs> we could have probably done better. You re- realize we just yeah. had Bobby Jindal as the governor of Louisiana, right? Like we would have probably That's... done better with the swamp spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, he just like, he gets it cause he provided the tithe. So you should, you should have, whoever was running against him should have made it to the swamp on time. Oh my uh, God. This whole, this yeah. whole thing. Get into the episode. Uh, they do the thing that I didn't think the cartoon was really doing up to now, where they, they like, this is going to be a Gambit-centric episode, so their previously on is literally every scene that Gambit has ever had <laughs> in the show. It's just, it's every single possible thing that, like, and it's long, too. It's a good two and a half minutes, and it does a pretty good job of, like, narrating Gambit's, like, they do the untrustworthiness from uh, the Bishop episode, Days of Future Past, where like they don't know his past or whatever. So you get like kind of a good buildup going into the show. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty fun. Um, so we know we know Gambit. Yep. Um, we have this little fake. We're doing a fit danger room fake out where 
uh, Jean Grey, Rogue, and Cyclops are killing this uh, this space creature, this like tentacle monster that kind of looks like uh, Krakatoa. That's I was going to bring it up. I'm glad you did. So, um, and Cyclops is like, this is too easy. <laughs> like Cyclops <laughs> turns into a real petulant brat uh, for some reason, <laughs> and Gambit is the guy running the the boards at this point. Like, what does the the chore wheel look like in this house? Um, <laughs> like he's running the boards, but he gets a phone call. And in his to surprise, the danger room, by the way, yeah, <laughs> like I'm assuming that Jubilee is at the at the front I was desk routing like, phone Jubilee calls. Is a switchboard <laughs> operator here, uh, and he's surprised. So he accidentally the danger room, which I think we talked about it before, just having a lever that is like high or low, yep. uh, sets it to high. Which God, there's a sign that says <laughs> "Danger Team Level, level Max." max. <laughs> this is a different lever <laughs> lever that we talked about. The other one was a straight up dial. This was like a lever. It's like there's multiple difficulty settings. This is X Men no, control well, difficulty. Just, if it, yeah, if you, if you have it all the way up, it turns to Danger Team level max. <laughs> Which uh, if you put on Danger Team level, and I, I can only assume that the Danger Team is this is Omega Red, Apocalypse, Mister Sinister, Juggernaut. And this dinosaur. <laughs> I, I didn't even include the dinosaur because what the fuck is the dinosaur? It's just some green like dino dude. man. Yeah. If anybody out there, like if this is some like deep X-Men cut that we're not picking up that I just don't know, like, please tell me because I don't know who the fuck that could be. I'll, I'll say one thing. He's not Sauron, which is no. a dinosaur, you know, <laughs> is a dinosaur man. So like, it's very weird. And they're, they're super strong. The X-Men are struggling versus uh, the, you know, the mega version against danger team when their level is maximized. Well, that's a weird thing that happens is it's not the X-Men. It's just Cyclops. Like, Oh Rogue yeah. And the rest of the X-Men leave. Yeah. yeah. Rogue and, G- and Dream Gate left. They went to go get tea. <laughs> yeah, like, this, this episode, like as much, this is not a good episode by any means. If you just want to watch this show, do fucking bonkers shit. I think this is like the one to watch. It is so weird. Uh, so Danger Team, which like one man, I really want to make a red apocalypse, Mister Sinner, and Juggernaut to form a team and call themselves Danger the Team. Danger Team, right? <laughs> so good. <laughs> We're gonna give you a bad case of the DTs. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the phone, so like Gambit's on the phone, and we get to hear the other guy talking to him. It's like nonsense. Like this guy's accent was like, "Rammy is your brother. It's the tithe. He in danger." <laughs> It's like a Cajun Mad Libs. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> like, how often I go long stretches of time without thinking about the word tithe? You know, oh, like dude. unless you're a Catholic, like you're not thinking about tithing. With like, there, there's a very good chance that none of the kids watching the show know what this means. You know, like, and it's no, one of those weird means. things. Like, I couldn't tell you when I learned the word tithe, but I feel like whenever I learned it, like I, like I knew everything about it at, at that point, and like I had it with me for the rest of my life. So maybe, like at thirteen, maybe I didn't know the word tithe at that point. Did Did you associate it with leaving gift boxes in a swamp? No, no, I did not. <laughs> because, like, I would have said it was like um, putting like my great grandmother always told me to uh, gave me a dollar on Sunday, right, to put into the collection plate or whatever. That was my idea of a tithe. It's like what? Came, yeah. None of this swamp shit ever happened. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Meanwhile, like, Gambit's on the phone, and, like, you see Cyclops getting fucked up. Like, all of these dudes, the danger team, <laughs> are all around him, <laughs> yeah. just shooting beams at him. The, the the giant island monster is, like, holding him still to get shot. And, like, meanwhile, Rogue just drops Y. It's like, oh, hey. <laughs> um, and, and Rogue is just like, what's going on? Because the, the X-Men are never upset when they, they should be upset about things. Nope. Um, 
She goes to to stop it. Uh, Gambit decides to leave. He's like, I gotta go share. They got my brother. And and like no questions asked. Fine. Um, you know, Rogue decides not to kill Cyclops. Turns danger team level to minimum. Uh, and Gambit runs off. Uh, here we have this flashback to, to, to young Gambit. Um, yeah, and none of this makes sense, like at all. Like it's just a bunch of dudes in the woods, like. And I guess the Teves are on the run. Like they're trying to get to this. Like I, I can explain it from like a, like I just watched it point of view. But like watching this and trying to figure out what's happening as it happens. Like what the fuck are you thinking? Like it doesn't make any sense. So just to explain it to like, we're going to explain this better than the cartoon does. But for a sake of coherence, the setup for the thieves and the assassins in uh, New Orleans, uh, and Jeremy's on hand to fact check this. Yep. Um, is that the, uh, there are two kind of, there are two guilds, thieves who presumably steal things, assassins who presumably kill people. The thieves, uh, dress like, like guns and roses roadies. Uh, they have scrappy beards. They look like they smell bad. Like they Mm -hmm. just, the thieves are scumbags. The assassins, like, how do you describe how these guys dress? I I don't know. (laughs) What is the fashion corner on the assassins in this Where show? Where does this come from? Like they all have these weird like shoulder pads, like neon colored mix matched yeah. armor and weird. Lots hair. of lots of neon and stuff. Um and they once a year they give a little tiny gift box to this swamp spirit who's an external. If they do it well, then they're blessed with like prosperity uh at this point. And power, um, like very specifically and power. power. Yeah. yeah, power and prosperity. And then a new champion is chosen who is the person who's responsible. Like there's a ceremony that is the person <laughs> whose job it is to remember to bring the gift box next year. And it's it's given this like like this importance. Like you are the chosen, you know, you are the chosen one this year. You are the chosen one this year. Uh, and it just means that all you have to do is remember this box, which they still somehow becomes a point of like a problem that's a plot point twice in this episode yeah and uh, both times the teams can't make it on time which like dude like set multiple you have a year <laughs> like, <this laughs> it's is... a year <laughs> like it's you just have to remember like one time you could spend your entire year like keep getting ready for this or or spend 11 months doing dirtbag thief shit and then just spend a month preparing for it or a day like can these guys not make it to a doctor's appointment either have these guys ever done anything like if you can't like it's amazing uh, that they can't they can't do this uh so that's the story and that that's gambit's origin that's it like because he comes from like this this thing this, like this. i get you have to give it a credit for an imagination but it is <laughs> fucking bonkers i mean they could have gone a lot of different places but they decided to go with like i don't know anime <laughs> assassins that live in new orleans and like Man, the the Teves are all just like rundown swamp dudes. Like those are just dudes yeah, that live in the swamp. Like, like yep. those are guys that like literally make money by uh, killing nutria rats and selling it as high end meat to restaurants in New Orleans. That's exactly what's what a, those dudes a, do for a living. What's a nutria rat? Oh God. Okay, so in the early <laughs> 1970s, we had a problem. <laughs> there was some sort of like insect that was running around. So they introduced this animal called a nutria rat. So supposedly like it's going to kill this insect, right? Well, get, can you guess where this is going? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, they're AKA a koi poo. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So now we have nutria rat everywhere. <clears throat> oh man. These things got bad teeth. They got like very, very like yellowed, like, like, like I've never seen a, like a, an animal that looks like it has like, 
human meth teeth. Yep, all over the place. So that's, that's... Ah, somebody's got to get these guys on the smile train. Like, yep. this is really unfortunate. And they kind of uh, took over the ecosystem. So, like, there used to be like a uh, like bounty. Like, if you you could bring in ten Nutri Rat and get yeah. like money for it, because they wanted you to wipe this place, these these, these little marmots out. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long ago was there was there an active bounty uh, in your home state? I, I don't know. It could be relatively recently. I have no idea. Like, because because it auto completed the bounty uh, in 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 Google. Can you still do? Uh, there, there, you might still because uh, there's an article. September from... 26th of 2010, Nutria Tail Bounty Program seems to be paying off. So 2010. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If not, even I continue. Huh. I think they'd be cute if they didn't have these like really gross yellow teeth. Um, I mean. You can make an argument that the gross yellow teeth are endearing, but until you realize that it's like eating away your swampland, <laughs> like yeah, the, the and, only thing your state is known for, besides, and, and besides Mardi Gras, and, besides, and, and besides women taking their top off for beads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like how many tits have each of these nutri rats seen? Thirteen, fourteen. Um, Hopefully, fourteen. <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> so so. Uh, where were we? Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, these guys are all like nutrient farmers and stuff. Like just like the scummiest looking dudes. I don't I don't understand why, you know, because Gambit's whole Gambit's whole thing is he's kind of suave, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's supposed to be that's what his costume, even though it's nonsense, <laughs> is supposed to suggest, I think. You know, it's kind of like a, a cool magician, I guess. I don't know. Um but but they these guys just look like bearded assholes, you know. And uh so Gambit lands in the bayou. Uh, and, uh, his buddy's there and his buddy is like, you know, the Tassins, they kidnapped Bobby. Uh, and he t- tells him about this thing. Uh, Bobby is Gambit's brother. Yeah. Um, and they want to exchange, uh, Bobby and they kidnapped their tithe. So they took their little golden gift box yeah. and they said, we'll give you back Bobby and the tithe in exchange for Gambit. So Gambit already like kind of got catfished into this. And, and I like, like that uh, Gambit flew an X-Plane to the swamp and then, like, landed 10 feet away from his buddy's boat. Like, how the yes. fuck? How did you know? Like, GPS. you've probably seen the first season of True Detective, right? Yeah. So, you know those, like, low-flying shots of, like, the country land in Louisiana? Like, that that's what that shit looks like from an airplane. How are you going to find your buddy in a Piro? Like, that's impossible. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's his, his Gambit dar. Yeah, It's his, exactly. his teeth dar. Because presumably the thieves get something. The assassins look like they've got like cool powers and shit. The thieves like only get the like never seem to get a power or it's anything. Because like they that. keep they just... fucking up the tie. They can't set their goddamn <laughs> clock. <laughs> they probably have better uh, clothes than you know Axel. Axel's like cut off jeans than <laughs> if they would just yeah. make it to the tie on time. And trying to coordinate like who's going to wear this the sweatpants with the least stain from their big communal pile. Uh, I left a section so, out of the uh, out of the notes right here, but this is where the X Men show up shortly afterwards. Like Gambit goes on, um, and then like he goes to Assassin HQ. Um, but it, I, I have yeah. my notes a little out of order here, so sorry about that. That's okay. Um, yeah, this is where. Uh, Let's go ahead. So yeah, this this is highly highly problematic here. So so he goes to Assassin HQ, uh, and Bobby's there, and you know he's like, Bobby, what you done? And uh, Essentially, what Bobby did was get Gambit into being a thief. Yep, uh, and that's why there's animosity here. Um, so, like, fair enough, I guess. Like, you know, it's like a gang. I imagine, like, once you become one of these thieves, like, you can't. You know, there's no going back. I guess. You know, it's it's somehow like if somebody got you to do something and then you stop doing it, I don't know why it would be a big deal. 
you're like, oh, you convinced me to, yeah. Can I can I tell you a story that my neighbor told me? Yeah. Um, my neighbor was telling me that all uh, that there was a big. I don't know how I got on the subject with my neighbor. She's this old woman who's a fucking crazy person. Corrine, if you're listening, you're fucking crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, she's telling me that all, uh, like there's a big pirate contingent of Cajuns, like and all her family are old pirates and that's how she can like boat so well. And I was like, pirates. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All pi- Lots of Cajuns are pirates and all pirates are thieves. <laughs> and like, it just makes me assume that, like, once you're a pirate, you're a thief. Once you're a thief, you're in for life. Like, there is no changing. Because she's still identifying as a pirate thief, like, in 2016. Like, this was this year. So, I, I can only assume that once you're in, you're in for life. Like, you get the tattoo and everything. That's, that's, I, I believe it. I believe it. That's, yeah, that's bizarre. Um, that could be, that could be what this is based on. I wouldn't, like, you know, I, your, your neighbor definitely seems crazy. But it's really, really possible that something like uh, like that is this is based on that, you know. Who knows? Um, who who knows? Pretty ridiculous. Yes. Uh, what's even somehow even more ridiculous is you know. So they're gonna let the brother go, uh, but Belladonna shows up. Belladonna uh, and Belladonna is <laughs> fucking out of her mind. She is crazy. <laughs> Number one, Belladonna is hung up on Gambit. Like, warning sign number one. Like, what has Gambit ever done to make you think that he's a good catch? No, he's not. Don't go chasing waterfalls, Belladonna. (laughs) Please stick to the rivers and the swamps that you're used to. (laughs) So, so she, uh, she is like insane Southern Belle. Like this, yep. this is some, some streetcar named desire shit, right? Like she's mm-hmm. like, you left us on our wedding day, but I still wear your ring. Oh dude, and that it, ring. <laughs> wear your ring. <laughs> it lasts for um, five syllables, Gary. It just, she just keeps drawing it out. <laughs> uh, it's so bad. Yeah. And she literally shows up wearing the wedding dress that they were supposed to. Uh, she like, hasn't turned ticket off. Oh, who knows how long it's been so gross and um basically throws the proposition at him like hey if you want your 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 tithe and your teeth back you got to come marry me and um he kind of like reacts yeah. badly and that's when she uses like her crazy power like i don't know like this was just like a hand ring like that's <laughs> well she she this is after he puts on the ring right oh yeah that's right that's right yeah yeah so and the ring the ring has mega powers uh, so the, the ring turned, you know, puts somebody under her, her control or can make him like her torture him. So he puts on the ring because he's an idiot. Like, Oh, there's no catch here. She just wants me to wear a ring. That's, that's no problem. Uh, you know, he's never played D and D. He doesn't know that, you know, there's, there's cursed objects. Uh, but then it's also revealed somewhere in here that in addition to, so not only did they get Gambit and now he's got a Mary Belladonna, but that they it did a fake tithe in the little golden gift box so to fuck over the thieves forever because uh, if you give the the swamp spirit a fake tithe that's it that's it you know i'm sorry i'm just um, tripping over here thinking about gambit rolling for initiative <laughs> <laughs> with the charging up the dice <laughs> like the d20 <laughs> i don't mean to i don't mean to interrupt but i'm just sitting here that's all i could picture in my head so <clears throat> no it, it, it's it's very good so, so that's 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 their plan. Nobody thinks to look in the little golden gift box. Um, and like, what could possibly be in there? Like, the external at the end of the episode implies that it has to be some sort of sacrifice. But like, what is it? Like a twenty dollar bill? Like, is it their nutrient? <laughs> still beating human heart? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. 
I have no no idea. Um, the X Men show all, up. Yeah, between all of this, the X Men show up in the swamp, right? Like the X Men are tracking yeah. down Gambit, and my my I love this line from Wolverine right here, where he's like, "Leave it to Gambit to grow up in a swamp," and I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you tell." <laughs> <laughs> like, you never get that rid of that swamp stench uh, that he that he has. They fall in like a it's like they fall in like a plantation like trap or something. No, they fall in a pit that the, the assassins have set for them or something. Yeah, or the thieves have set with them. Because again, um, the X Men are not great superheroes. No, <laughs> yeah, they, they fall in. They didn't check for traps. Um, X Men playing D anD D would solve a lot of these problems. <laughs> um, so so they, they they fight the thieves. Uh, but the guy who Gambit's buddy who called in the beginning shows up and says, I Rami trade himself for his brother in the tithe. Um, and the, and like, the X-Men good sports, like don't at any point just be like, what the fuck are you like, talking <laughs> about? You easy Cajun maniac. Like nobody the asks what? what's a tithe in this context. Yeah. <laughs> you mean that thing, that good, that thing that Catholics are supposed, Catholics are supposed to give 10% of their income to charity. Is that, is that what you mean? Like, uh, nobody asks any questions here. Um, and then Bobby gives him this, this backstory that like Gambit was engaged to Bella and Rogue is so upset about this in a way that rings so untrue. Like, honey, Rogue, you, you cannot be hung up on Gambit like you are in the show. Like the, the, the treatment of Rogue, this is like some care. This is undoing all the good work in Rogue yep. in the first season. Like yep. this is bad. <laughs> Because she immediately, like, apparently she's just now head over heels with this dude. Like, despite the fact that he, like, mouth raped her a couple of months, a couple of episodes ago. (laughs) She woke up and his tongue was was in her mouth, Gary. Like, that's not, that's not proper. That's not good. No, no, it's, it's, it's no good. And and there's, there is, like, we've talked about it before. Like, the sexual tension between Rogue and and Gambit is not one way. She's attracted to him. Yeah. Uh, This is true. This is, this feels upsetting and wrong. Like, it, it reminds me a little bit of that, like, home like that home wrecker like attitude i can't remember what show is some show we were talking about this but like you know somebody like you know uh there's a married couple the uh the woman the the man cheats on his wife with a woman and then the woman gets mad at the woman yeah that's not like, that's no not, like yeah, yeah that's doing? not it like your husband made the choice dipshit <laughs> like like don't like don't put it on the it's the man's fault like but you know put it on the guy who's deciding to cheat who you actually have like a a bond with yeah. You know, and, and a legal obligation to, and a moral, you know, whatever you believe in marriage, but like, uh, it is a moral kind of thing to you, not to the person who like he decided to do it with. It's not that person's fault. And you can be mad you at know? that person. Like, I'm not saying that, but like, seriously, like who betrayed you? And it's uh, not the per- not the stranger yeah. that you know. Yeah. And be- being mad at that person is not, is pretty counterproductive. Like you can be mad at that person because emotionally, you know, it makes an emotional sense, but really, you know, the person who hurt you, that's not the person who hurt you. You know, they didn't really do anything. Unless um, it was your that, sister. I don't think it's <laughs> – exactly because that's a different relationship between you and your sister. Like I don't think it's like best practices to go around uh, you know, having sex with married people. No. You know, like you, you don't want to be like a partner to a, a, a cheating that happened. But at the same time, like the, the cheater is the actual person. So Rogue should not be mad at Belladonna. No. Um, and she starts out mad at Gambit a little bit, but she's mostly mad at Belladonna. And this is where we cut back to Gambit and um, Belladonna, who are like preparing for their tithe slash wedding day. And um, this is where Belladonna and Gambit's outfit. Yes, like this his, is his wedding outfit. Well, this isn't his wedding outfit. Like he takes off oh, okay. the it, it is, but like he takes off that pretty quickly. But then he takes off the trench coat. And Gary, that purple and black outfit by itself without the trench coat is fucking horrible. It's <laughs> just got like it's got like bulbs everywhere. It's just random bulges everywhere it's weird 
It is really, really strange. That's why he wears the trench coat is to cover up for it. He's like a firekeeper in Dark Souls. <laughs> he can just wear his <laughs> He pants. has to hide up all the humanity, like, sticking its way out. Uh. Yeah. Um, so the Teeves take the X-Men to, like, the spot or, like, the tithing grounds or, like, whatever you want to call this place in the fucking swamp. Um, assassins show up. And then, like, Rogue is really mad at Belladonna, which, again, like, does not make any sense. Um, but at the last minute, Gambit's like, oh, wait, she's trying to fake you out. Um, yeah, so it, it's positioned as the idea is he's making a sacrifice because, you know, she has the torture ring on him. But he's, he's this is supposed to be his character turn moment. Like, he's doing a good thing. Right. Um, so, like, fair enough. Like, this is, you know, he didn't have to do that. Um, but he does, which is good. And uh, this kind of creates this, like, the standoff and fight here. You know, they, they start kind of like uh, drawing weapons like they're doing uh, their they're saber, saber rattling. Um, and this is where Rogue is just like, you know, tell, you know, tell me, isn't it true? And is this where Bella is just like Gambit kiss lots of women, but he only loved me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wow. That's uh, not good. That is yeah, not like good. a fourth graders conception of human relationships. Like once you kiss a girl, that means you love her. And that means you guys are going to get married and have babies. But if you kiss somebody else, that means like it's, it's very weird. Tracking back and, to an earlier episode, we, 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 we had, we had already resolved this. Gambit thinks that you get babies from kissing. Like we, yep. <laughs> yep. He's, he, that's why he's a deadbeat dad. Cause he probably kissed Bella at this point with her weird little, like nineties uh, hip hop haircut. Yeah. Dude, little beads. All over the place. Um, this is where, this is a great time because the assassins and the thieves start squaring off against each other and they like all pull guns and things. Ah, you assassins betray us. Your crazy woman break her word. You assassins got no honor. You tease too stupid to check the box. We're not gonna tell you. <laughs> Soon it make no difference. I can't stop you from hating each other, but I can slow you down. Jean Grey is not having this shit, though. So Jean Grey is like, well, you know, I can't prevent you from fighting, but I can definitely prevent you from, um, you know, killing like kill. yourself. Takes their sure. weapons, trashes them, and then they just start fighting. <laughs> like, yeah, fight yep. Uh, so, so they're getting, you know, uh, Wolverine tries to, to sneak up. Rogue and, and Bella are doing their cat fight thing, which like, and cat fight, fights in fiction. The um, Bella, you know, Bella shows up. Wolverine tries to like sneak up on her. And Wolverine is the only one who has a good attitude about this. Cause he's like, what is this bullshit Cajun nonsense? <laughs> like, he's, he's kind of having fun the whole thing, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets blasted up in the air. Uh, Jean Grey saves him. And says like, hey, you know, somehow she knows that, you know, they, they know about the fake tithe, but she somehow knows the context. Like, you know, the, the guy came in and was like, there's a fake tithe. And she's <laughs> like, yep, she I, I totally never... know all. Yeah, she are, she already knows all the context you might need. Uh, so she's, she's like, we need to figure out who the real person is. Uh, and this, you got this Wolverine line here, which is really great. Because, <laughs> um, again, Wolverine has the right attitude where he's like... I don't care about which spirit ladies do what to which Cajuns. I'm here to stop a wedding. <laughs> oh, it's, it's such golden. a great line. It's, it's very good. Uh, so the external actually appears. 
and very and quickly checking. Yeah, determines like the yeah. tithe from the the thieves or is not is not what it actually should be. And she starts like kind of making like she's about to destroy them. Uh, the X Men step up yeah. and are like, "Yo, you can't do that!" And she just like completely wipes out the X Men. Sure. Not that that's particularly hard, but it does show a particular power level, right? Like they're not. Just, yeah. She's not. She's not basic. She's not a basic external. Yeah. No, but Jean Grey uh, uses some some mind powers to show her like, no, the assassins tricked. Uh, then she turns like the assassins have no honor. They're assassins. <laughs> like, like, what is the honor in any of this? Like, what are you talking about? Why is that a value that's being held here? Uh, makes no sense. And she and she's like, uh, there's this great bit because she's like, you know, thieves as the wronged party, you get to choose what the, the what happens to the assassins. <laughs> And Bobby, shithead, like walks up. He's just like, killed him. <laughs> Gambit socks him in the face. <laughs> like, what is this? I like this weird, uh, re- this weird like reality cooking show that the external is doing. It's like Tom Coleco being like, all right, pick the vegetable for the next guy. <laughs> yeah, who, who who does it? Who gets voted off the island? Oh, and man. and you know, so Gambit punches him. And is like, you know, take her powers, yeah, but not her life. Uh, so depowers uh, Belladonna, which as far as we knew, like her powers involved like beams and a, and a haunted ring. So I don't really know what her, her powers were. Um, and then we go back to uh, real quick. I mean, like this whole thing, <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to move along in the episode. Like this is, this is the ending of Gambit's thing, but like, holy shit, Gary. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's one of the strangest things that's happened in like a cartoon. And like it is from the comics. Like I said, I need to do some research and read how it's different because I remember seeing references to it. Um, I think the thieves and assassins show up in the the comic storyline I've mentioned before, the uh, brood trouble in the Big Easy, mm-hmm. where uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, Gambit and the X Men team up with Ghost Rider. Um, but the the thieves and assassins are really a thing. But who thought this was like a good idea? Like I need to figure out who was responsible for coming up with this backstory with these guys and the externals and shit. Um, again, though, not that the externals ever made sense. Like, there's like Rainfire, and there's like a bunch of them. I think like uh, you know, there's a couple, and they always look stupid. Um, Cannonball is one, of course. Yeah. So Cannonball is an external. Um, it's a, or at least he was. He might have gotten that kind of retconned and stuff. But it was such a stupid idea that, like, to me, speaks to a problem with fiction in general of escalating odds. Like, you have to make everything bigger and bigger and bigger, yep. and eventually things just get stupid. You know, it happens on in the micro- weight of its own on, <clears throat> collapses under the weight yeah. of its own story. Yeah, it's why the the ending of every Final Fantasy game is bad. You know, is it just like <laughs> oh, we have to? This can't just be like this government threat that's kind of interesting. It has to be a cosmic Earth Gaia level thing. So that, that wraps us up on uh, Gamut's plotline, but we still have a couple of minutes left of the actual show left, where uh, we yeah. are going back to the Savage Land. And um, spoiler alert: still pretty boring. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not very not very fun. Well, in the very end of the X Men or the Gambit thing is Gambit says, uh, "Hey, you know, I'll always be an X Men. Like I'm never coming back oh, here." Yeah, yeah, so this exactly. is this is him. You know, this is ending the trust issue thing with him is the idea. I think. I would still, yeah. if I was an X Men, I, I would be way more concerned having seen his history. <laughs> you, so yeah. you you literally your whole job, your whole life was being a Teeve. Huh? That's that's what you did. Okay, okay. Just yeah, just you just stole from us. Like yeah, where's where's my stuff? Um, so Xavier Magneto in the Savage Land, uh, they see this burned out village and uh, four armed guy who is not the uh, 
the member of the mutant liberation front named forearm. This nope. is actually a different guy. Um, shows up and is like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Xavier knocks a, a, a wasp's ne- wasp nest onto him to escape. Yeah. Like he, uh, he ends up like trying to grab Magneto and like, that's, you know, that's what Xavier does. He's like, Oh, there's a wasp nest. That's why he's got yep. the college degree. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, the improvised weapons. Yeah. And yep, then yep, we're yep. on to the next episode, um, which just preview, like the next two are really fucking good. I am really into the next two episodes. These are the uh, Bishop. Bishop's yeah. like time stories. Yeah. yeah. I have, uh, I have not rewatched them yet, um, but I, I'm going to soon so we can, we can continue. The next two are great. And then it's followed by what is probably going to be an argument for uh, the worst episode. If not, okay. <laughs> it's going to be, de- it's going to be down there with the storm episode. Wh- so. Which one, which one is that? That's in the like... beast episode. Oh, gotcha. Beauty and the beast. The one with, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, woohoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, finally. Um, yeah. So thank you uh, very much for listening to this. Uh, thanks for, for enjoying this. Uh, hopefully you did. If you, uh, if you like the show, uh, the best way to support it is to go to Patreon, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash duck TV, kick us a couple bucks a month. That's why we're able to do this. Um, we really do appreciate everyone who, who's helped us so far. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. That is a big deal. Absolutely. We have um, lots of different social media. You can look us up and find us on Facebook and Tumblr. Nope. Sorry. Facebook and Twitter. Um, DOFC podcast or days of future cast. Um, that those kind of things can generally find us. Um, send, send, send us some messages. I am always willing to talk about X-Men. So you yeah. can find me at JG Greer on Twitter. Gary, you're on Twitter at, uh, Gary, but G R Y B U H. And, uh, yeah, hit me up on there. Um, we will do another end of season wrap up. So as I mentioned, you can hit us up on those, uh, those email contacts as well. So if you just have comments, uh, not just individual discussion, but if you have comments for later as well. Absolutely. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in two weeks with another episode. And good night. I kind of want to, I don't know how much pain to Recording again. Got that sweet um, audio clip of you saying uh, Cole messes up all the time, so that's a good yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, while I was downstairs getting water, um, I had in my head a thought of an all-gambit cover of the Red Hot Chili Peppers album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, that'd be some good album. Or just, no, the like audio. Like him doing, like, give it away, like... I don't ever I don't know. want to be <laughs> like, uh, like what I got, I got to get put it in you. <laughs> Give it away, chair. <laughs> um, yeah, I do not know where that popped up. So sex, how sexy was his name? Uh, that wasn't a very good impersonation, but that is a t- very terrible. Uh, it was actually a pretty song. credible Anthony Kiedis though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, weirdly enough. <laughs> Ram a lam a dam a dam ding dong.
Ilyana! <laughs>